Today in Security from Wired. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The fight to unite iPhone and Android users is far from over. Apple crushed Beeper Mini, an app that let Android users into Apple's iMessage service. Beeper co-founder Eric Mijakovsky says interoperability between big tech's walled gardens is urgently needed. By Lauren Good. Is this the way the walled garden ends? Not with a bang, but a beep? In December, Bay Area upstart Beeper reverse-engineered iMessage with the help from a teen coder to give Android phones full access to Apple's proprietary messaging service. It started a fight that triggered fresh debate about whether the iPhone maker is breaking antitrust law. When the Beeper mini app first launched, it promised to heal the socio-technical divide between Android and iPhone users. People with Android phones could use the app to securely message their iPhone-toting friends and have those messages appear inside blue chat bubbles like iMessage, not the green bubbles Apple previously assigned to Android users, a mark of shame in some social circles. Apple responded by tweaking its service and hobbling Beeper Mini, which suffered outages, arguing that it posted a security risk to real iMessage users. A few weeks later, in late December, Beeper threw in the towel on the app and vowed to come up with another solution. Apple may have repelled Beeper, but in swatting away the startup, it drew bigger questions. Letters from U.S. senators and advocacy groups landed on the desks of the Justice Department, which the New York Times reported last week is ramping up a potential antitrust suit against Apple. Beeper, in many ways, has become more of a symbol than a scalable app. Even the name of its single-purpose app, Mini, served as a counterpoint to big tech and its sprawling fortified ecosystems. Eric Mijakovsky, the startup's co-founder, says a successful cross-platform app is still possible and that walled-off messaging apps will soon feel as outdated as the limitations of early cell networks. His conversation with Wired has been edited lightly for length and clarity. Lauren Good told Eric Mijakovsky, when we spoke in mid-November before Beeper Mini launched, I asked what you thought Apple would think of this. You had to have known that Apple was going to have some kind of reaction. Mijakovsky responded, Well, the case we were trying to make with Beeper Mini is that it made the experience better for both iPhone customers and Android users. The previous experience was that you on an iPhone would have texted on an Android over an unencrypted low-quality SMS protocol. There are not too many other ways to slice it. It's kind of crazy that we're now in 2024 and there still isn't an easy, encrypted, high-quality way for something as simple as a text between an iPhone and an Android. 
what we built is a way to do that. I think Apple reacted in a really awkward, weird way, arguing that Beeper Mini threatened the security and privacy of iMessage users, when in reality the truth is the exact opposite. That's a long answer to your question, but no, I did not expect them to say that Beeper harmed security. Lauren Good then asked, We talk a lot about blue bubbles versus green bubbles in the world of texting, and the symbolism of each. Do you think Apple has a right to own the blue bubble? Mijakovsky's repose, I don't. It's not only about blue bubbles. It's about being able to participate in group chats. It's about being able to have an encrypted conversation. Apple said in November that they were planning to support RCS in 2024, and that would be amazing. I don't think anyone really cares about the color of the message. What we're trying to do is have simple, easy, high-quality encrypted conversations between iPhones and Androids. And it's possible that could be enabled by RCS, but you know, it's on Apple right now to do that. I disagree with the suggestion that people don't care about blue bubbles, even though on some level they're just these aesthetic containers for messages exchanged. I think they've taken on cultural significance. Next question. What do you think of the writer John Gruber's post where he likened having an iPhone to having access to the fancy airport lounge? That's iMessage. Where you get more amenities than in the standard waiting area everyone else is stuck with. Mijakovsky, please. That's the kind of out-of-touch Silicon Valley thinking I'm talking about. Getting champagne at a bar in an airport. This is about people's everyday lives. How you chat with your friends, your family, your colleagues is the core experience of your phone. And for most people, if they want to contact their friends or family, they don't think about all the different apps or the multitude of ways they can contact someone. They send a text. The argument that Gruber was trying to put together is that this is some sort of luxury experience that only some people should have. It's out of touch, and in fact, it's pretty insulting. Good? You wrote in a blog post late last month that every time there's an outage in Beeper Mini, your credibility takes a hit and that you can't keep playing the cat and mouse game with Apple and keep it working. But you also said you're still determined to build the best chat app on Earth. What does it look like? Mijakovsky? Well, Beeper Mini was called that for a reason. It was a secondary app with a more limited feature set than our primary app, Beeper. Beeper supports 15 chat networks. Beeper Mini supported one. So we decided to refocus our energy back to our primary app. Good then asked, So, theoretically, Beeper could become a really great chat app that competes with Signal or WhatsApp, where both parties, iPhone users and Android users, download your app and go to that app container and message, right? But Beeper Mini was trying to actually bring interoperability to two different systems. How committed are you still to that vision? Mijakovsky's answer, That's an important point. We're in 2024, and you have a portion of your contact list on each of these different apps because entrenched players have gone out of their way to make it very hard for you to leave their platforms. It would be practically impossible to start a brand new instant message app today because the entrenched players have such a strong hold on being the default app on an iPhone or having a wide set of users. So the way that you build a new chat app is you interoperate with the existing networks and you make the transition as clean and easy as possible. That's what we're working on. Thanks for listening to Wired. My name is Zeke Robison, and for more stories just like this one, visit us at wired.com. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at wired.com security. 
Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.